Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome into the newest, best relationship podcast. Uh, are we all right with Jimmy Pilato and Bree Trujillo? Hi. <laughs> I said hi at the same time. Yeah, I know. You yeah. got your uh, announcer voice. Are you sad that you don't have to announce anymore? It's only a little bit sad because I feel like I found my perfect announcer voice in the last game of the season. If so, you uh, if you didn't know, Jimmy's been announcing for the Arvada West girls basketball team Mm -hmm. yeah that's uh it was a lot of fun and uh i don't know i did feel like i got my best voice out of it and i was the most comfortable during the last game of the season to the point where i was holding holding out my calls uh i coughed into my shirt and the woman sitting next to me was like "Are, are you good i was like no that one hurt a little bit um uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a cool opportunity. Something I've never done before. Their last home game was against Columbine, and they ended their three-game win streak with a loss. And it looks like they lost on Wednesday. And then their last game of the season is this Friday, and it's against Chatfield. Where's that at? Uh, it's over by by you. It's in Littleton. You know, if you go on – when we go on C-470 and we pass uh, – <clears throat> Chatfield, I don't Chatfield know Reservoir. anything. I no, haven't no. lived here ever. <laughs> I know, but that highway that we drive up to Arvada West, when we go on that highway, you pass on your left what's called the Chatfield Reservoir. So it's it's not too far from here. It's like probably 15 minutes away from where we are currently. Still considered Littleton, I think. Um, I think it was definitely fun to go. It felt weird for me because sometimes I had to sit by myself when Jimmy was at the announcing table. So I felt really weird like I was a high schooler again because really I just walked in with like a hoodie and jeans or leggings and you know I have my mask on so a lot of times I wondered do I just blend in (laughs) and the very first game we went to I sat in the freshman section so he's making fun of me but that's where all the parents were sitting so I I guess I felt like I was in high school again for a solid like two months you started getting into it too. You don't. You didn't memorize any of the girls' names. Like you have a couple of girls that you recognize. Jasmine like, Williams. Yeah. Brooke Meeks. Those I, are the my like my two favorite names that he announces. I just like his voice. The uh, but you were into the games. You were keeping track of how they were doing and when they were on that winning streak. You were the one who told me that they were on a streak. So I think it was cool. It was nice to see uh, my parents made it out to a game last week. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be doing it in the future. I'm not sure if that was like a a permanent thing because I was taking over for a dad who had a daughter on the team and then she graduated. So, um, But it was definitely a cool experience. Yeah. Well, this is episode four of the Are We All Right podcast with Jimmy Pilato and Breacher Heel, like we mentioned. Uh, you can follow us on our social medias. Be sure that you do. It helps us out a little a lot. Uh, follow us on all of the podcasting platforms. Now we have iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, Castbox, Stitcher, and I think that oh Google Podcasts as well. That's where all you the can, things. That's where you can listen to the podcast. We went from being able to listen in two places to being able to listen in six within the span of a two week period. Um, and then be sure to follow us on social media at awarpod. Uh, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. It's the best way to keep up with everything that's going on with the show. Um, we post our pictures with our topics. We also have a Gmail, are we all right pod at gmail.com. 
is where you can send in topics, su suggestions for topics that you want us to discuss, uh, questions that you may have, just to let us know how you're enjoying the show. We'll respond to anything, and if you have a question, we'll be happy to discuss it on a podcast at some point. Um, our new shows drop Friday at 11 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, by the way. Just got to gotta throw that out there. I think that's all the business. Um, so if you want to, we, we can now move into uh, the topic, or the main topic of the day. So I titled this week, Who Are We? Just because a lot of the times Jimmy and I talk about our experiences living in different cities and on our Twitter, if you're following us at AWARpod on Twitter, um, you would see I posted a poll on how many times have you moved? And 17% said zero to two, 17% said three to four. And I was part of the five or more group because I'm insane and I move a lot and I hate moving. I hate moving day. Yeah. What uh, group are you? I was in the uh, three to four. I didn't quite get up to six, even though there were parts. I mean, as we're going through it, I might pull out a, one that I forgot. But I think at this point going into it, I was three to four. So we were talking about it too. He was asking if like living in dorms counted and I guess technically it would. I wouldn't count every time you've moved back for each year. I would just count it as you've lived once in, um, wow, what's your once city per, called? Once per building? No. Well, what was your city called? I'm going to count my college. Hey, hey. It's Gunnison. Gunnison. <clears throat> I couldn't think of the city. I'm going to count my college moving from my junior and senior year because that was when I was an RA. So not only was I moving myself in, I was moving everybody in on the floor. But I feel like that doesn't count twice. It would just count once. It, it, I will count it once for... Okay, fine. I, I, well, because you moved to... Well, moved I'm buildings. counting... Like I, I went from an apartment to a dorm room. I feel and... like that's a cheap way to rack up... That's why I Numbers didn't say more. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to... You're going to beat me. That'll be my topic of discussion also. Cause my I competitiveness. Some, I've had some strange residents that lived on my floors in the two years that I was an RA. Well, we can count them. But, so, do you want to start or me? You can start. Okay, so I was a wee lad who was born in Pueblo. You're a lad? You would be what? a wee lass. Lass. I was about to ask, what is a girl lad? God, what are... Like, if anyway. you were a lad, we have some <laughs> other conversations we need to have. I'd... And it also puts us into a totally different uh, t genre of podcast as well. So maybe you should be a lad. <laughs> okay. Maybe we can transition you to a lad? No. Brad? I'm one of the boys. Well, actually, growing up, everyone called me Bert because I've always been a tomboy. I've had majority of my friends have always been boys, so they've always called me Bert because they'd say Bertney. Hmm. I hated it at first, and then it grew on me, so now I'm Bert. So if someone asks me, what's your guy identity? I usually don't go for Brad because Brad sounds like... Brad is usually a pretentious white boy that's like annoying. You hate Brad. We hate Brad. So I could also I'm Bert. see Brett. Brett would work. I think I was, me. oh, Brit, I was Brit, J Brett, but I, I hate Jamie, Brit. Obviously. Um, I get called Brit a lot. Brit? Yes, by my family. Yeah. Especially my grandma. She's famous for calling me Brit. Or my mom. I she's called me Brit a lot. I love your grandparents. Yeah, my grandpa. Well, no, you love my grandpa. You're like obsessed your with too. my grandpa. Your grandpa was fun. New episode. Let's talk about grandparents. <laughs> <laughs> we can have a whole have... episode on grandparents. Yeah. We have the same amount of grandparents, too. 
Just well, not in the same fam like not in the same family structure. Not technically. My mom's dad is still alive. Oh. So I have a grandpa Jerry, we just don't talk to him a lot. And then so really I count my grand this is kind of mean to say, but I only actually count my active grandparents as my dad's parents. So you because they're in, the in my life consistently. You win in the grandparent count. So I can win in the moving count, you can win in the grandparent count then. Well, because you have two and I have three, right? Yeah. But technically, I really only have two. I'm sorry, Mom, if you're listening. I don't mean that in a mean way. I'm just saying that at a certain point, we just stop talking and we consistently still talk to... He's still blood, but... Talk to my dad's parents. Yeah, Yeah, that's what what I mean. I don't mean anything like that, like ill will. Let's move on before I dig myself a hole. Yeah, I was going to say, I can take the shovel anytime. (laughs) So, um, hi, Mom. I love you. Um, I was born in Pueblo. Uh, I'm, I'm from Puebla. I'm not too ghetto. I hope. Pueblo. Am I ghetto? Pueblo. Am I ghetto? Fun fact, Jimmy, when he first came to my, uh, to my mom's house, when he left, he was like, you know, I'm pleasantly surprised. I thought you were going to be ghetto. I was like, okay, thank you. He's like, well, I didn't know what to expect from somebody living in Pueblo. I'm like, you know, there's a lot of nice areas there if you know where to go. Here's my reasoning behind my statement. Okay. Um, Pueblo, in my experience, it was a place where we stopped on the way to Arizona. I was reminded that my great-grandmother moved away from Pueblo because she witnessed a mob hit on her front yard. She lived right next to the Italian mob that used to be in Pueblo. Uh, I'm not denying that it's not riddled with gangs because it still is. <laughs> and then I wrestled some kid from from Pueblo South my freshman year of high school. Once again, we're going back to freshman year of high school. Um, but I wrestled the kid from Pueblo South, and it looked like I was trying to wrestle my dad. He, like, threw me from the middle circle. You know the move that Loudon Pin shoot with in Vision Quest? Mm-hmm. He did that to me, except he threw me from the inner circle all the way pretty much into the stands. And when I hit... I've landed so loud. My dad told me afterward. My dad has never said this before in my life. He's like, I was in my head. I was saying, just stay there. Just like, just lay down. Don't get back up. I'm dead. Yeah. Um, so that's why I was expecting a ghetto. You're ghetto. I mean, I don't think you're that ghetto. You guys have a nice house. Yeah. I was surprised. I didn't know what to expect from you guys either. I've never been to. Well, because I, all I knew was that my area is ghetto. I do consider where I live slightly ghetto, <laughs> but yeah, I like your neighborhood. Your neighborhood's actually really nice. It's not like the the rich neighborhood, but it's definitely like That's not I feel even, safe here. It's not even the neighborhood. I don't consider that the neighborhood I grew up in because they moved into that house when I was 21 and in college. So. Well, I'm saying where you are. It's yeah. like I feel safe being there just like I do at home. I get so. what you're saying. And when I come over to your apartment, I won't leave my shoes outside the door for fear of theft. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> so I got my boots stolen outside my door of some rascal boys that I don't want to bring that up again. Anyway, my boots got stolen and I had to buy new boots and if you know what bear paws are, they're literally like $70 boots. Yeah, they're like Uggs. He, he was like, oh, I got some Uggs and he's like, shit, they're bear paws. <laughs> they're not even Uggs. They can't, knock I can't even get brand name. <laughs> Hey, they're still nice, though. They do me well. Not denying it. Anyway, I lived in Pueblo. I grew up in Pueblo. The very first house that... Mom would have to answer this for me. I don't know if I was born there. I'm pretty sure that was our very first house as a family. Now I can't remember. Anyway, 
I keep saying anyway. I'm trying to get out of that. This is a weird question. Were what? you born in a hospital? Like, were you born in the hospital? I think all three of us were born in Parkview. Okay. Um, so my very first house was on Fordham. Yeah, was on Fordham. It's still on the south side of Pueblo. And then after that... Like the south side of Chicago? What does that mean? Is it the bad, bad part of town? It's where bad, bad leaders No, like I was telling you, you really can't talk too much crap about Pueblo. And I get salty when people talk crap about it. Because it's just like when people talk crap about being a beaner. I'm allowed to do it because that's me. If you do it, it makes me a little salty. So when your whole family talks trash about Pueblo, I do get a little salty because I'm like, okay, now, come on. They're probably not going to be talking as much trash now, now that, that your yeah. siblings all go there. No, I know. I was more making, you don't listen to the same genre or era of music that I do. That bad, I, I got to show you Bad, Bad Leroy Brown at some point. That's a good song. Go, go okay. on. Fordham. Yes, my first house that I remember living in was Fordham. And that was on the south side. I went to, um, oh God, I think I went to South Park first, and then I went to Highlands Ranch. South Park? <laughs> yes, South Park Elementary School. And then I what? went to, yes, I went to South Park. I'm not joking. I'll show you my yearbook. I knew you're going to laugh at it. And then What mascot I, were you? I don't know what South Park was, but Highlands... Um, was it... Tell me it wasn't the cows. I don't think so, but okay. I only went there for That's a little bit, needed. and then That's we... That's all I needed to know. I only went there for a little bit. If it was the South Park cows, I was going to start calling you Kenny. No. <laughs> so, Highlands... Um, Highland, I keep wanting to say Highlands Ranch, because Hi, like Highlands Ranch is right there now, the mm -hmm. city. But I went to Highlands Park, and we were the stallions. Um... After that, we moved. I don't think I ever lived with my stepdad, but the only reason we moved to the house that my parents have now is because it was close in the same, um, what's the, not neighborhood, but the same community, I guess, mm -hmm. in the same community. It was literally like, I'll have to know. drive by houses. there. You build houses for them. I know. I'll have to drive by there and show you. Yeah. where where he used to live because our house now that you've been to is literally like right down the street so what but he had a condo that's why it's so every good... time we went to go visit him in that condo and we pass it going to my grandma's house but every time that we were at his condo my stepdad and my mom found that house and they were like screw it we're gonna buy it so it was kind of cool just to like house hop down the same street oh the days when houses weren't grossly overpriced well, yeah. We just had a, my, there's a house in our neighborhood now that, and this is a little bit off topic because Colorado land prices are like stupid expensive right now. It doesn't have a finished basement. It has like a one car garage and no yard it sold for over $400,000. Didn't it have like nothing in the kitchen? It doesn't, like no, no cabinets, the kitchen no wasn't finished. They bought it for 400000 so that they can flip it. Ridiculous. They want to flip a $400,000 house. Ridiculous. It's, it's crazy. Um, but, uh, so... Okay, so, so I went from by... Fordham, and then I went to the Alhambra house, which is the house that my parents still have now. Mm. And then after that, when I was... And you lived next to the doctor with the pillars on his house. 
he's rich enough that he <laughs> yes put my doctor lives down the pillars street on his house. and it literally looks like the white house it has like four giant white pillars it's i had to show jimmy middle i just had to. to everybody else like you could I see make... in the windows and you see the spiral staircase yeah no it's i just it's just a i make more money than you statement that's all that is well my mom told me a really long time ago that there's a house towards the entrance of el camino and they were i think it was something going on with like they were going to raise the taxes for the whole neighborhood because they had turned their house into like a million dollar house because they changed out like their whole house to granite or something i'm sorry if i'm butchering the story mom but it was a really long time ago and that's all i remember you telling me but anyway it seems like a lot of people that live in el camino are like pretentious white people and we're just kind of like the friendly neighborhood Hispanics that kind of just <laughs> tried to... <laughs> Gentrification, baby. <laughs> My stepdad's white. We blend in. Let us in. <laughs> he married... Him, he married... He just married into the Mexican He's our golden culture. ticket. Yeah. <laughs> no, but... So after that, after my parents' house, I made a really terrible mistake and... I lived with a boyfriend and he was actually also lived on the south side. It was only like 20 minutes away. And after that... When that relationship turned really abusive, um, I got out of that and impulsively got an apartment in uh, Fort Collins, and I got roommates, and I just saw that as my and escape. They were roommates, and oh my god, they were roommates. No, we weren't that kind of roommates. No, yeah, not friends, not friendly. I'd have to tell you stories I can't even tell over the microphone. Okay. Legit stories. Okay. Anyway. Well, I was also Fort in college. Collins, Fort Collins is weird. Like, I'll have to tell you. Wait, wait. Hold on, because this just, goes into it. I just Of the places that I've been to parties at, Fort Collins had the wildest. Yes, this goes into it. Oh, Don't spoil it yet. I'm not spoiling it. Okay, so I got out of that relationship and I moved to Fort Collins. I basically ran away. <gasps> Babe. Hmm. Did you just I just it? deleted all of my notes. From the movie? Or oh no, they're still right there. I got so scared, I just deleted the whole entire like episode off my phone. It's like, well, it's I'm still, screwed. It's still on mine, so. Anyway, so I moved to Fort Collins, and I had two roommates. Which I actually the, used Fort Collins is the wild, wild part of Colorado, apparently. So, I had two roommates that I used this website called Roomies, and it's basically just a website to help you find roommates that you could split payments on a house an apartment whatever so i actually lucked out and got a house and um the girl this is crazy small world the girl that i took the room for that i was gonna sublease from she's from pueblo she was born in pueblo her name is savannah she's really freaking cool also savannah seemed to be a recurring theme in my life because now this is the third savannah i've met in a year yeah i mean you're yeah it's it's weird how many people are named savannah now Hers, never met her Savannah. last name was cool, though. I don't know if I am I should be saying it, but I'm not talking trash about her. Her name is Krep, Krepka, Savannah, Savannah Krepka. Hmm. But so I took the room from her and we were talking, like learning about each other, making sure that we weren't serial killers and whatnot because we had to meet up, you know, give each other the key, blah, blah, blah. And I found out she was from Pueblo and I was like, no freaking way. What a small world. You guys both showed up with pocket knives and you're like, yeah, Pueblo, <laughs> oh, Pueblo. OK, we're oh, cool. Okay. So I lived there with uh, Julie and Alex, and uh, yeah, by saying 
party central it definitely was because the house or the street that we lived on the very house next door to us was actually like a frat boy house like almost every other day there was girls going in and out the boys would always work out blasting music in the garage every single freaking day and at a point this is actually a, a side side story but julie and i had to go over there man we should have an episode about roommates at this point but i will say this one story I do want to talk about roommates one day. My roommate was diagnosed. We'll change the names. Should we so. change names at some point? Does it matter? What? I already said her name was Julie. It's fine. Okay, so my window faced their house, like their front door. Uh-huh. And at one point they had a camera on their garage door. I'm sure it was probably just for security because they had people in and out all the time. And who knows? They were probably growing weed in their garage. I don't know. But the fact was is that it pointed right at my window. You got to get a license for that shit. But it was facing my window. And for me, like, I always had the window open because we didn't have AC in the house. It was one of the old school ones where they just have the, the heater. So in the summer, like, I always had my blinds up and the window open well i had to keep reminding myself to close the blinds because they can see me every single time i get up when i'm changing whatever so we went over there knocked on their door and was like you better move that damn camera or i'm gonna murder somebody because that's you could capture anything on that what if i'm naked yeah it would be so i told them to change it to their front door this is getting super off track, but so yeah, we had a frat boy house right next to us. Here's the issue. When you have a college town that also provides Uber and Lyft, that's where you go wrong. Because I will yeah. tell you that Gunnison, like Gunnison as a college town, probably wanted to party and probably drank as much as CSU and and wanted to be as wild. But oh, in Gunnison- Oh, got wasted almost every other day. In Gunnison, it, 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 like, especially this time of year, when you go out somewhere- you got to hope that it's a Thursday, Friday, or Saturday so that you can call Safe Ride because Uber and Lyft don't exist. And if it's not, then when you go out to the bar, you got to walk home in minus 12 degree weather. So it's kind of a deterrent to do anything super wild. It was freezing up there, I noticed, because we actually lived right... I'll have to drive you there someday just by the house to show you how close to Horsetooth Reservoir we were because the there was like maybe a two minute drive to take you to a horse tooth road or whatever that literally takes you to the reservoir. That's how close we were to this damn mountain and to get to Loveland. So there's like, if you don't know the cities that we're talking about, think of it as like a triangle or like a play button. So the very top point is Fort Collins. The right point is Greeley and the bottom point is Loveland. My sister lived in Greeley. So it was like an equal distance from each city. So it'd be like 40 minutes well, driving from Fort Collins to Greeley was ugly. There was nothing to see at all, just fields of poop. Greeley but driving is to Loveland, all slaughterhouses, yeah. Yeah, driving to Loveland, which is where I worked at the hospital, oh, it was so beautiful. Like you would see the mountains on your right and lots of hills and just the grass plains where there wasn't any houses. Oh, I loved that drive. That was like the one thing that got me through every morning for my shift. I was like, oh, freaking beautiful. But in the winter when have it snowed, it was t- terrible. Have you seen those TikToks where it's like me getting ready to go into work and the sound is, oh, I'm going to have such a great fucking day. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. It, that's that's what came to mind when you were saying that. This is what I want to do. So after I finish my line and you finish your line. I want to, I didn't write this in my notes, but I want to discuss which one's your favorite city and why. Yeah. Okay. I got it. Yeah. Okay. So. We've gone over this before. After Fort Collins, I 
moved to Ashley's in Greeley. Ashley's my older sister. If you didn't listen to our previous episodes, which you should, uh, Ashley's my older sister. She lives Get with... caught up now at this point. It's yeah. Yeah, she lives with my cousin Katie and um, her now fiance, Scott. Also, it's Scott's birthday tomorrow. So, Ashley and Scott, if you're listening, Scott, happy birthday because this comes out on Fridays. So, it's your birthday today. Happy birthday. So... Um, I lived with Ashley because I was actually going to, well, my lease was going to end was the first problem. The second problem is I was dead set on moving to Tennessee because one of my biggest flaws is that I run away from my problems and I had a job lined up. I had a home set up for me. Like I was full on ready to move. So when I moved to Ashley's, it was just temporary for me to like transition and that was when I talked about this too. Ashley sat me down and was like, you're stupid. You should not do this at all. And Ashley helped me find, Ashley works in construction too. So she helped me find a good job, which is the job I have now. And she helped me find apartments. And that's how we found this one. And now we're segueing from Greeley into Littleton. And now I live here in Littleton. So I have racked up. So let's see. Oh, I didn't count the two Pueblo houses. Ooh, so I got even more. So Pueblo, Pueblo. Pueblo, Fort Collins. <laughs> Pueblo's not that big. <laughs> I know, huh? and it's all the South Side. Can you believe? Yeah, it's like all in the same community. Yeah, you're talking shit about me saying I moved across <laughs> campus. And you're like, I moved two houses that way. I moved two houses this way. <laughs> I moved across the riverbank. We just did about- <laughs> like a Chinese fire drill every now and then, and I lived in somebody else's. You guys want to switch houses <laughs> just hey, for fun? It's time. <laughs> okay, so. Pueblo, 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 Fort Collins, Greeley, and then Littleton. Oh, that's only six. Did I forget one? No, you said that you, going in, you said five to six. Okay, so I didn't, I didn't you forget didn't any? didn't miss one, no. Okay, yeah, so I've moved six times. What's when your you story? To, when you went to Pueblo, in Pueblo, did you live on campus? Or did you live at your parents' house? No, because I finished, um... Most of it, like the last two years, was all online. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, when you first went before the pandemic and all that bullshit. Um, no, because I only lived 30 minutes away. So what's the point of living on campus when I could live at home for free? And that was my mom's deal was you can live here for free as long as you're going to school. So Lindsay going to nursing, which is a very, very, very long degree. She just barely moved out. Literally last year, she officially bought her first house, which you've been to. And she's like 25. So my mom let her finish her whole entire degree until she left. She's my age? And we didn't pay rent. No, uh, Lindsay's older than you. Ashley's 28 and Lindsay's 27. Okay. Katie's 20. You said 25. Oh, God. Hold on. I just texted Katie about this the other day. At our Super Bowl party this weekend, I messed up my age. Our family goes by twos, so that's how I try to remember it. Hold on. Okay, so let's see. The only one that's not included, though, is Ashley, because Ashley and Lindsay are only like nine months apart. So Ashley's 28, Lindsay's 27, Katie's 25, and I'm turning 23 this year. And then obviously throughout this year, we're all going to change. Mm-hmm. But at a certain point, we all go by twos. So even past me, my cousin Sophia is 21. Oh my God, she's going to turn 21 this year. Holy crap. Wow, we're old. And then... Don't say that. And then Mitchell, her brother, is turning I got 21, two more 20, years 19. Left. I got two more years left before 30 is closer than 20, babe. 
You know, it's funny. Weren't you talking to me the other day about how... Oh, yeah, you were saying uh, we're in our mid-20-somethings. I'm like, speak for yourself. I'm only 23. <laughs> I'm, yeah, no, I'm I'm thoroughly, beginning 20s. I'm thoroughly in my 20s, like mid-20s now. You're old. I'm at the... You're old. I'm about at the age where Friends started. You're old. I know. Like, all the people on... All, the characters on Friends all started at 25. I had a, a little mini battle with someone at work yesterday in Springs. That he was saying, you don't call yourself a 90s baby. Because they were making fun of me because I was so much younger than all of them. Because they were talking about their kids. And I was like, you have kids? Everyone I work with is so freaking old. It just surprises me every time. Because I'm like, holy crap, I forget I'm working with older people. I'm so young in this industry. I feel like people who go into construction have kids early anyways, though. Yeah. But my point was, is that they were like, you don't call yourself a 90s kid, do you? And I was like, first of all, in my defense, yes, I do. Because... Ashley and Lindsay were so much older than me that I got passed down all of their 90s things. So I'm an 80s baby? No. I call... I call you don't our, count. I would say that, especially my generation, but your generation grew up in the 2000s. We were born in the 90s, but we grew up in the 2000s. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a 90s baby, but I Oh, matured. no, wait. I still... I disagree still. I still agree with the... I grew up with the 90s era stuff because oh. of my sisters. Were your sisters listening to grunge and all that kind of stuff? Like, cause Lindsay, it, as far as I know, has always been obsessed with country, which in one of our next episodes, we're going to talk about music. And that's why I hated country so much, because Lindsay and I have always been in a back and forth rivalry. Yes, a back and forth battle. And uh, she hated or she loved country. So I had to hate country. And now that I am a grown adult. I love country. It's like one of my main genres. I don't want to talk about music because that's a different episode. But yeah, so I went through my lineage. Yes, go through your lineage. Uh, I never lived on campus. um, So I was born in a hospital in Denver. That was confirmed because I was filling out a job application um, earlier this week and I had to ask where I was physically born. So born in Denver. We lived in a townhouse on Garrison Street, which is actually right up next to where Arvada West is. Hmm. Um, I think we lived there until I was three. I have two memories of that house. One was on my third birthday party, and my dad was videotaping with a giant film camera that you needed. Like when you filmed a 20 minute video with this thing, you had to like take a two day vacation because your arm was so sore. That's how big this camera was. And I remember being up at the balcony. And he goes, how old are you? And I was, I was saying three, but I remember going, I'm free, dada. I'm free. So apparently I was just in bondage for the first two years of my life. And I was free at this point. Free. Yeah, I was free at this point. Uh, and then the other one, we came home one day. And when my parents told me that we were leaving that townhouse, um, I somehow have a memory of my mom coming in and she's like, we're leaving. I was like, why are we leaving? She goes, this house is too small. And I'm like, okay, I guess the house is too small. We're leaving. And I like went into my little room and got my little bag all packed, and, and we left. So we went from the townhouse on Garrison to my grandma Fiore's old house. Um, that's where I first remember seeing Rocky. We watched Rocky Three for the first time. I thought you we met your dog for there. a second. No, no, no. <laughs> we were watching Rocky Three. That's the first movie I ever really remember sitting down and watching my sister was actually born while we lived at that house because i remember us all living in the same room um and she was in like her little god i'd hate that 
It was, yeah. I would die if I had to share a room with my siblings. Well, I was so young at this point, and Roxy was, was yeah, pretty Yeah, you guys much were tiny born. kids. Yeah. And my parents, here's the thing about my parents. Where we are now has no reflection on where we have been. Like, we have been helped out by a lot of people on the way to where we live now. And you guys have a and big family. That'll, yeah. And blood is definitely thicker than, than water when it comes to my family. And it's like, <laughs> we moved in with my, my parents were able at, my dad was 25 when I was born. So probably 27, was able to look at, they were able to go to my grandma Fiori and say, we would, we're trying to look for a house. So can we come live in with you? And she was like, why the fuck aren't you living with me right now? It kind of thing. So we went from Grandma Fiore's house when Dom was born. We moved into the house in Thornton, which is where I spent most of my childhood. It's kind of where I say I grew up because I was... So you've been north for most of your early life. I I pretty much, yeah. So I went to, I went to Tarver Elementary in Thornton. We were the Tigers, by the Harvard. way. Tarver Tigers. Okay. Um, then interesting choice. Century Middle School. We were the Century Lightning. Oh, <gasps> my middle school! I forgot. I went to Roncalli. I would just like to interject, and I went to Centennial High School. Okay, continue. Um, Century <laughs> Middle School, which was up in Thornton as well, and uh, then midway through seventh grade, I want to say. I we moved down to the Cherry Creek area um because we were no longer in the league football league that we were in we kind of wanted to get away we met up with who were who was ended up being one of the more influential people in my life but our youth football coach had a team in the Cherry Creek area so about midway through 6th grade is where we moved down to Cherry Creek and we moved into Initially, uh, the townhouse with Coach Jeff. <laughs> That's where I first discovered Playboys because he was a like 38-year-old divorcee and lived in a townhome by himself, and he had two kids with his ex-wife. So there was a stack of Playboys that in the old-school style sinks where you open it, and it's like just the, oh it's the inner workings of the sink. It was literally from the bottom of the cabinet to the lip of the sink. Full of nudie magazines. That's a problem. <clears throat> so, townhouse with Coach Jeff. I think we did that for like six months, or it might have might have even been shorter. We then moved to uh, our youth coach's mom had a townhome that she wasn't living in because she pretty much lived with them. We m lived in that townhome for a little bit. We then moved to. I've missed a lot apparently because now uh, as I'm going through it, I I'm way over six. Um, from Nona's townhouse, we moved to the house on Emporia, which was going to be our house until the deal ended up not working. Most of the reason why we're living with different people is we've had houses lined up to live in, and at the last second, the deal fell through. But initially, the deal fell through on the house that we were going to live in in Cherry Creek after we all transferred to our new schools in Cherry Creek. So you can't go back. You can't really go forward. We're so. way past three to four. Yeah. So um, you, you lied to Twitter. <laughs> I, I totally forgot about most of this. Uh, from the house on Emporia, we then rented the house on Florence, which was 
two houses before the one that we live in. From the house in Florence, we moved to Powers. My lord. And then we rented the house in Powers for a couple of years until they wanted to sell that one. And uh, we ended up in the house that we're living in now. I thought I moved a lot. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. I was ready to brag because you told me three and I was like, oh, wait till you hear this. Here, Never three, mind. Three in the time that I've like been in college or high school and college, I guess. Three of three in the more recent memory that I have <clears throat> where I don't know. Well, you've done a lot of childhood moves. I've only really done one childhood move. I all of my recent moves have all been for, my adult life. A lesson for everybody out there. If you find a house that you think is going to be your forever home, make sure if you're going to leave it, it's like it's difficult. It took us, it was a long journey to get from the house that my parents owned in Thornton and were paying a mortgage on from the time that we moved to get into a better situation athletically and going to Cherry Creek High School is something that you can't really pass up if you have the opportunity to do to the house that we live in now. It's, it was a long, long process. I'll tell you when I got the phone call, my dad called me and said, Hey, we bought a house. I cried for a solid 20 minutes in my apartment. Just at, at some point you just think that it's never like, you're never going to own a house again. Yeah. Uh, like every two to three years, the house that we were renting, the people decided, Hey, let's go ahead and let's sell this. And then, well, now we've been instructed to bury your dad in the backyard. So I don't think they why. intend to move. <laughs> that's the story that I just told is the reason why my dad says we will be burying him in the backyard. If your parents ever die, they better have one of you kids buy or take over the house and keep it. Yeah, it's a very it's a, after all the work they've put into it. One of you guys very, better keep it. It's a very valuable spot too. where we're at. Where we're at. We're like right in the middle of the Cherry Creek School District. I just like that Willow Creek's right over there. I like that park. Willow Creek, uh, Dry Creek. There's a nice little trail that goes through. I don't... So, are we moving on to favorite and... Yeah, what was your favorite favorite? city that you lived... Well, yeah, what's your favorite city you lived in? Well... Gunnison. (laughs) Oh. I already knew you were going to say Gunnison. I didn't even get to college. Oh, God. I I moved to Gunnison, which is in the middle of the mountains for college. Jimmy wins over everyone with 12. And here comes Jimmy in the lead. 13, 14, that's enough slices. <laughs> um, I guess I won't count me being an RA, but. Uh, yeah. You have moved to Gunnison for school a lot. I, yeah. Um, that's wild. But yeah, what's your favorite, favorite city? I think my favorite house was the Florence house. Oh, well, wait, hold on now, because this is different. That, my well, favorite house versus favorite city is a different answer. City so then would be. You can give both. Well, city would be like Inglewood Greenwood Village because it was in the what? middle. What? Not Gunnison? No, because the Florence house is my favorite house and it was oh. the favorite city that I lived in. It was pretty much in the middle of Greenwood Village. It was two miles south of, of the high school. I could drive there in five minutes. So it was just convenient for you? Yeah. And that was when I was in high school, obviously. And. I don't know. It was there was a lot of people that lived around there. That was the house. Other than the house in Thornton, I've never really lived in a neighborhood with a whole bunch of other kids. The house on Florence had the most other kids in my grade, like that I went to school with on the block. Mm. So that's my favorite house in city. I think mine. 
obviously my favorite city is always going to be Fort Collins because I've never really left my city. Even, I mean, you always hear like, my mom has always told us growing up, when you're done with college, I want you to get the hell out of here. I don't want you, just like when we were sitting, um, when we went to go visit my mom and she told me, I don't want you guys to come back to Pueblo because she didn't want me to be stuck here. Because she's always told us, do not get sucked into this town. There's nothing for you to do here. I want you to go out and grow. Unless you're an so, iron tycoon, there's nothing in Pueblo. Well, I mean, Lindsay did stay, but she's also, I, if I am correct, she's I think she's still thinking worker. about, yes. But I think she's also thinking about being a traveling nurse. So it's different for her. Mm-hmm. At least from the last time I've talked about her job, I think that's what she wanted to do. But yes, Ashley and I both moved out. And Fort Collins was my first out-of-city experience. And because I didn't know anything, I never really, like, left the house much. So Julie really... I'll talk about this more in a roommate episode. But Julie, like, opened my world to, like, this is how different things are in your city versus our city. And it's just, like, I don't know. It was just, like, literally entering a new world. Yeah. It's, so It's an incredible thing what happens when you're not around your immediate family. Yeah. And you go through some of the shit that you've been through when you're around them, and it's different how difficult it is to kind of handle it. I think that I didn't really go through a, a true breakup until I had to go through a breakup in Gunnison away from everybody. Well, for me, it was um, being able to go out in the city and knowing I could just walk around freely. It's no secret Pueblo has a lot of crime. There's at least... an like a shooting every week it's just it is what it is i'm not saying fort collins doesn't have bad areas but in the area that i lived in i could just walk outside and go for a walk and nobody would give a crap fort collins had a big mob presence as well there still is there's still a bunch of italians out there just because they're are you in the mafia yeah they are (laughs) probably not all of them anyway you know like (laughs) there's a good portion of italians that hate mob guys right so, <laughs> it was my favorite city just because it's the most beautiful city I've lived in. And actually, I prefer, like, now that I'm working in Springs, I prefer to see the mountains and be in the mountains. But I will say everything was so freaking beautiful in Fort Collins. There was, like, mountain trees everywhere, even just in the residential areas. Evergreens. Yeah. All the houses that were in my area, because we were so close to all the... The road that separated us from starting to get into the mountain were were all like the people who owned like a large portion of land. They're so, all yeah, driveways. Yeah, not quite farms, but they were like ranches. Yeah, yeah, there is big areas. No, I get Leave what me you're alone, saying. Jimmy. No, what you're saying is making me very excited. When we go on this drive to Gunnison, you are gonna be. Yeah, it made the me feel like country. Person. That's what I loved is that it wasn't small little city pueblo it was like damn this is a whole different area after my mom listens to this episode i'm gonna have her ask you like tell you how beautiful the drive is to gunnison with the amount of evergreen trees that you're able to see oh good and and on the drive there so i need to take you to san isabel because you always think that i haven't gone driving in a mountain pass or anything i want to take you to san isabel so you could see when you see monarch pass and you see a real mountain pass you'll understand why i don't treat anything else as such Okay, well, but yes, that was my favorite city. As far as house, it's probably going to be Ashley's just because of the fact that I had so many memories there, even just not even when I lived there. When I was in uh, Fort Collins, I went over to their house all the time for dinner. 
and you know having four family members there it was just nice because I've never really been close with my family and once I moved to Fort Collins we all kind of started growing and reconnecting again and having Lindsay come up like every two weekends or so and having Katie and Ashley always there and, and then Scott it was just really nice having like a little family like right by me but also not like up my ass like it would have been in Pueblo <laughs> pause it, what it's just a never mind keep going oh i thought you're gonna pause the podcast no i'm saying pause as in uh, family up your ass pause yeah you say that so that people don't think you're talking about the innuendo oh no it's a podcasting trick you'll get there okay it's only episode four but yes that was my favorite house i actually really like their Greeley house but they sold it and now they live in springs for new job opportunities and whatnot but yeah um actually that goes into my next thing is is it sad thinking of leaving a city or a house knowing like all of your memories are there? And do you ever think something you're doing might be the last time that you've done that thing? Initially, like the first move from Thornton to Cherry Creek had a little bit more of the nostalgia and the sadness. After that, moving was so like... Normal? Yeah. More normal I, to you? After that, like when we moved away from Thornton and had to live in different people's like houses with them and different people's houses that they weren't using and not having a place that we called just our own, even if we were just renting it. Mm-hmm. My family, after we moved from Thornton, went from making memories in a place to just making memories with each other. So most of the tra- like the traditions and like I have the bottle cap tattoo on that's what we always did whenever we came home and like. We knew that we were going to have to move because mom had bought a six pack of the glass Coke bottles and we were going to toast the glass Cokes to the next step. It's we, we used to watch American Pie as a family and they, yeah, okay, <laughs> they would toast to the next step. So at some at some point we adopted to the next step. So I have a bottle. We all have bottle cap tattoos with TNS on it um, for that reason. So if I say at first, yes. But after a while, I cherish the memories that we made in the moves more than I cherish the actual memories at the place. I feel like for me, it was more sentimental for me to leave Fort Collins than it was Pueblo. Because I already knew in the back of my head, like always, because my mom always had me determined to leave, to go grow somewhere, that um, I feel like leaving Fort Collins gave me a lot of feels because that was when I grew the most as a person. It was the first time me living, not on my own, but away from family, out of my mother's house, away from my parents. It was the very first time I had to learn to fend for myself, get, you know, an actual adult job, something that I knew was going to be stable. I had to learn to just take care of myself without anyone else helping. And I'm not saying that I didn't have help here and there, But you know what I mean. I was mostly on my own. Yeah, that's what I was saying, too. It's different when whether or not you have family that will help and whether or not you get help from family. If they're not right there, it's different. Yeah. So I feel like it was more sentimental when I left there because I was like, I'm always going to think of it as that's where I discovered who I was. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I feel like that's when I got my identity. But I feel when when I move out of this place, out of my apartment now. 
I don't know how I'll feel necessarily because this is the first time I have lived truly on my own. So I think that'll be a big adjustment. Rather I live with you or your family, it's going to be like, oh God, here we go again. <laughs> I will tell you, the the reaction that you had walking into the hotel room in Vegas does not give me hope for what is going to... Why? Uh, just your mother would love me. I'd clean the house every day. No, not talking about that. I just mean when we move in together at some point. Oh, I'm going to die. Yeah. No. It's going to be, be a huge adjustment we... period. Yes, I know that, but it's not just... Will you I... put your clothes in the fucking hamper? <laughs> oh, my God. I assume that we would adjust to each other. I would become a little bit more lenient, and you would... you're already forced to do just... chores. Or we just beat each other up. Out of love. Ugh. At that point, do you not want to live with me? No, I do. I'm just saying you're, you're gonna, bringing a lot of negatives, pal. You're gonna hate me. I won't hate you. I I definitely will be frustrated at first, but it doesn't mean it's the end of the relationship. Just because you won't freaking you didn't clean your room. It's over. Sorry, it's over. I make my bed when I leave. You do not. Your mother I, loads I the dishwasher for you. Since the last... I do not. I grew up in a house where we all load the dishwasher, and if you I load the di- I can know how to load the dishwasher. It was just a single. Your mom will chore. redo it though. Well, that's because it needs to be done right. There's a reason why my mom does the laundry oh as well. Yeah. Okay. Well, the laundry is dad, true. The laundry not, is true. Well, it's it's kind of most thing. Like my dad takes care of like the home maintenance stuff. So we'd be fine living together if we had a chore list. <laughs> I don't want a chore list. That was my <laughs> least favorite thing as a kid. It, I don't. Up. It doesn't have to be spotless, Jimmy. Just keep Will it. Will you pay me five bucks if I wake up in the morning and make the bed? I'll let you sleep in our bed and not on the couch. If I told you to, here's my thing. I'm need if my I own asked room, huh? you to do something and you don't do it, then yes, I'll be upset. But if I never asked you, hey, can you do the laundry or can you put the dishes away? Then I can't be upset at you because I didn't actually tell you to do that. Can you so, answer one thing though? What? Why do you make the bed when you leave it? I feel like because, I don't have a messy brain. Because as, as it you starts said, my day off good. As you said, you live alone right now. So it's not like anybody. Well, I also gonna... sleep on top of the comforter, so it's easy for me just to. I don't sleep under the comforter. I get too hot. I only sleep with this blanket. Huh. So it's easy for me to make the bed. That's why whenever you come over, you I and... set up my pillows all nice. You and Ed are a lot more alike than. I initially realized. Well, we're both the youngest child. See, we're going to talk about family roles, too. Yeah. We're both bratty. Sorry, Ed. We both have the... uh, Well, we both grew up not getting handouts. That's not really the right... We're not that bad. But we've definitely got a little bit more of a treatment, more of a grow. So you you admit that parents get more lenient as the kids go. Yes, definitely. And Ashley and Lindsay can testify to that, that they would always get pissed because... Yeah, so you you would always get pissed that the younger kids would get oh, not is, as many rules. They who would. Who is the example for most of the shit that you weren't supposed to do? Me. Yeah. Lindsay, or Ashley, Lindsay, for forever, all of my. Siblings, well, my mom gave me. up with me though, because after a while, I went through a, and I regret it now, now that I'm older. But I went through a very, very, very rough rebellious stage, and I think a part of me just didn't want to be like my sisters. And I wanted to be my own person. And I feel like I congealed too much into them. That I was trying to be them too much. So I just like lashed out. And I will admit that. I very much lashed out on my sisters. I lashed out a lot on my mother. And like after a while my mom just didn't really know what to do with me. And um, 
after that, like, you know, the rules were a lot different for me. I don't feel like I ever really had a curfew. I didn't feel like, um, well, the thing was, I did a lot of stuff that my mother didn't know about. I used to drink with Ashley and Lindsay because they were older. I used to smoke hookah with Ashley and Katie because they were older and they had it. So my mother didn't know about any of this. This is why I say, because I hung out with my sister so much, in my head I thought that I was... Because they were older and because I was always hanging out with them, I felt like in my head I kept thinking I was their age. And that's a lot of the reasons why I got myself into so much trouble. Because I was definitely not as grown as I thought I was. So. I never had to worry about that. I was always made sure that I was as grown as I thought I was. Well, my mom was always good about being like, look at what they're doing. You can do that too. Get out there and go do it. But my grandma, I feel like, I don't know if this actually made my sisters upset or not, but my grandma definitely babies me. But she also favors me because... Every time she'll mention, she looks just like my son, my dad. So I feel like she babies me a lot too because I remind her of my dad. Mm -hmm. But I definitely feel like I got the the baby treatment because I was the youngest. Uh, yeah, I ran through the walls for my siblings. We, the to our credit, not a not a single one of us has like had a catastrophic thing that we've done that the other person. I, the catastrophic mistakes I made, my siblings never made. They made. I other, ran away. No, but they just made other catastrophic mistakes that weren't emulative of mine. Has so they Ed learned, ever ran away? No, none of us have ever ran away. Oh, I ran away. <laughs> you know what my mom said when we said we were going to run away? <laughs> okay, Pack a <bye>. bag. <laughs> Pack a bag. No, but listen, but I didn't actually run put, away. Like, but she would go, you pack a bag, but you can only put what you actually bought in there. And when you say you're going to run away, you're like nine years old. And I don't have anything. A, I have a Barbie that I got with my birthday money. <laughs> I can't take any of the clothes because all the clothes were bought for me. <laughs> I guess I'm staying. <laughs> like you wake up the next morning and go, yeah, I don't feel like running away, actually. Um, this is a good setup. I so. was trying to go to my grandma's house for a stupid garage sale that they threw like every year. And my sisters left without me. So I was the only one left in the house and I took my bag of stuff that I had already had packed that I was going to sell and I started walking over my grandma's and I was so young. I didn't know where to go. GPS wasn't a thing for me. I just started walking and was asking neighbors, hi, how do you get to this address? And they were just directing me. Nobody called the cops. Nothing. When I finally got there, it had probably been like an hour or two. My uh, mom, like... Well, when I first got up, Ashley and Lindsay were screaming at me because nobody knew where I was. I just had my little bag. I was all excited. I was like, I'm here for the garage sale. <laughs> my mom had to come get me. She was screaming and crying in the car. And she's like, don't ever do that again. I didn't know where you were. But I was only like, I don't know, 12, 11. I was very young and I ran. I quote, ran away, quote. Yeah. So uh, that was fun. We could never use that threat because we were just told okay go pack what you bought okay bye yeah. <laughs> it was it was effective i'll say that um my least favorite punishment that i got so i'm named after my father mm -hmm. i was notorious punishments i gotta think i was notorious for not getting my parents to sign permission slips or like you had to sign you had to have your parents <laughs> sign your planner 
So my dad and I have the same name. I was taught cursive. Oh man, you're I can freaking write, lucky. I can write my name, but then they figured it out because I was like writing my name on stuff that you, said, oh, he's got a C. Have you seen my signature? How I put just a B and then my T? I got that T from my mother. So I, I've signed papers. Sorry, mom. I've signed papers with my mom's name and I learned perfectly how to do her T. Yeah. And now I that's how I got my signature was from my mom. Yeah, I was doing that and my teacher figured it out and my parents were informed. Oops. And since it was my dad who I was forging the signature and I think my mom might have been working at that point, his punishment for me, I had a long lecture that night and I already felt really bad. He was notorious. He was really good. You were. I was afraid of him sometimes because he can get upset, but he was notorious for the, I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. Oh, no. So I already felt that bad. Like, and well, then I'm dead. <laughs> he sat me down for about an hour and 15 minutes, gave me a long lecture, and then had me repeat, would you like fries with that for an hour? Because he said, if you continue to do this and you continue, because the main, the main crux of the issue was I was screwing up in school. Mm-hmm. If you, you continue to screw up in school and you continue to bring home the grades that you bring home. You can go flip burgers. All you're going to do, you're going to repeat. Do you want fries with that? Do you want I've fries heard with that, that threat before. So I, well, he sat me down and for an hour, it seemed like an hour. You ever got suspended? No. 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 No, I never got a misconduct. I totally I know, have not. I didn't know where the dean's office was in middle school until like two weeks before I was ready to go to high school. I got suspended twice that my mother has talked the principal out of. So I never really got suspended because my mother is the bestest. Shout out to mom. Yeah, it wasn't for bad things. <laughs> you got suspended. One was for a fight, but I, my mother taught me do not hit back. So I didn't hit back. She only pulled my hair and it was a substitute teacher that day. I told her to shut up because she was annoying. I literally like stood up and told her, why told- don't you just shut up? I was told that I could only hit back. Like I had to get punched in the. If I was gonna get into a well, fight, yeah. At school, if somebody I had hits to get you, you can hit face. back. But well, she didn't hit me. She was just pulling my hair, so I didn't hit back. It wasn't just you can hit back. It was you can end the after you get punched the first time. Whatever else happens is I'm I'm gonna grant as an yeah. okay thing. Well, thank God I had perfect grades at that point because my mom basically was like she's never had a record. The girl that fought me, she's been in and out of the system. So they, he was basically like, oh, my God, I just want to get this lady out of my office. Because my mom went to war for me to get me out of there. Thank God for my mom. So I got out of the suspension. I really only went home for that one day. So it never counted on my record as a suspension. And then the second time was because I made a presentation. Wow, I wonder if this is going to give my mom, like, flashbacks. But I made a presentation, and it was supposed to be on media. And why it's like ruining kids these days. And it had Miley Cyrus and Robin Thicke. You had a you had a Loudon Swain clitoris moment? Yes. And I got a suspension for it. They sent me home. They were going to suspend me. Did you me. duck walk and pick up trash as you were doing it? No, I got no punishment whatsoever. I got sent home for the day. And my mom talked me out of that one too. She had to look at the whole presentation. Your principal was weak. <laughs> no, my mom was crazy. <laughs> I think both apply here. But she was... Uh, she watched my whole presentation was like well look if you actually look at it she it's didn't do anything wrong she she's actually had a showing, point she's showing the vagina for science well it was because it showed boobs she's showing miley cyrus and twerking. lack of tits 
for for science. Yes, literally for science. <laughs> no, was but it science? I never really after what that I was it? like perfect. It was. Oh, actually, I don't know. I'm trying to think of what class that would, would apply be. to. Because <laughs> if you just made a random presentation with Miley Cyrus's tits, I could see how you got Stop suspended. saying that. It makes it sound terrible of me. It wasn't because of that. I The whole point was the music video and how awful it was for our generation. What music video? Which one? Wrecking Ball? No, with Robin Thicke and Miley Cyrus. And she had the... She was twerking in it and her boobs were out. We're going to have to watch that after we're done recording because I don't remember a Miley Cyrus and Robin Thicke song. I remember Robin Thicke having a video where the girls were naked in it. Uh, I thought Miley Cyrus is in it. No. Was she not? No. It was just Robin Thicke? Yeah. that's. A, are you talking about Blurred Lines? Yeah. That's just Robin Thicke, babe. This was high school. Don't fight me on this. <laughs> that's just Robin Thicke. The point was is there were boobs and I got in trouble. Everybody, every boy in my, I remember everybody that I asked knew about that video. Of course you did. You high schooler boy. I'm pretty sure that was like freshman, sophomore year. Yeah. It was like right at the height of everything. Um, Well, I mean, now we get to talk about our movie for the week. I would like to mention, we were going to talk about Yellowstone. I'll probably... Yeah, I'll probably tweet about it, but we decided not to because the season's not over yet. So I think we're just going to do like a season recap. I think there's two more episodes. Yeah. If, so it'd be better just to do a season recap and see what we think and feel and what we think will happen in the future, blah, blah, blah. And we'll probably do the same for the next season of Yellowstone. And for the 6666 Ranch and for... Because apparently this season of Yellowstones have has like three spinoff shows coming. I want to talk about everything that we've seen from Yellowstone so far before the new season comes out. And then at the end of the season, we'll talk about the newest season. Yeah. Because there's a lot to unpack. But so, oh no, we already did. We talked all about Yellowstone, yeah. But we can, God, my pea brain memory. We can talk one week about what we think is going to happen and then Yeah, after. that's a good idea. I thought you were the producer of this I show. am. <laughs> yeah, so we watched Warrior um, yesterday. Yes. Right? Yep. It was a really good movie. What's that main actor's name? Tom Hardy. Or then who's Joel the brother? Edgerton. So the gist warrior, if you don't know, it's uh movie MMA. based around MMA, mixed martial arts. Yeah. Uh there's a fight tournament. It's called a it's a Grand Prix a Grand Prix style format. So you fight multiple times in each night of the tournament. Um and it just so happens that these two brothers both end up in the tournament. We'll start from the beginning now. Yes, so... So there's the brothers, Brendan and Tommy Conlon, but Tommy's last name, he changed it. Yep, to, so... What was his last name? Reardon. Reardon. So it starts out with Nick Nolte, who is also in it. The, the top... Here's here's what I'm dad? realizing... Yes, the, here's what I'm realizing about the cast of this movie. They spent a f- shitload of money on, like, the top three actors in this movie, and everybody else I've never even heard of or was an MMA fighter for the fight scene. It was worth it, though, right? I mean, Joel Edgerton, Tom Hardy, and Nick Nolte are the three lead actors. Nick Nolte is the dad of Tommy and Brendan, who are the the two brothers. You think he got lip fillers? (laughs) I was going to ask you that last night. Tommy, his lips are way too poofy for him to not have had lip fillers. I don't know. I mean, Tom Hardy. Just here's, like here's Sylvester Stallone. 
Uh, Sylvester Stallone had a lot of Botox because he was. Oh well, then Botox. He was self-conscious about because of girls. He was self-conscious about uh, his his paralyzed. Yeah. Um. No, I don't think Tom Hardy has huge lips. Not huge like. Hey, people can just be born with huge lips. I know, but there's a difference between you have natural huge lips, but he had like poofy lips, like he had lip fillers, like they were gonna explode if you brought a needle and went boop. But yeah, so anyway, in the beginning, I guess Tommy was just kind of missing and he just came back into town and he came to see his dad. Well, not really to see his dad, but because he wanted his dad to train him. No, because it starts out with just him coming back. Tommy showing up out of nowhere. You follow Nick Nolte from his church group to his AA meeting to his house in a day. Nick Nolte's the dad. Where was I at for this? I don't know. I remember him being drunk and telling yeah, him I night, liked you better when you were an alcoholic. That night is when Tommy comes back. But before then, you see Nick Nolte. He's gone to church. He's gone to like his AA meeting. Oh. And now he's coming back home and he sees Tommy, who he hasn't seen Oh, that's in a when long your dad time. came home and I kept rewinding the movie because I couldn't pay attention. I was like, attention. you watched that four times. Because you're, I was trying I to talk it, to I your dad. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm good. Um, so that's... The beginning. That was the introduction of Tommy and Dad. And then we segued into Brendan, the brother, who's married and has kids. And we see him talking a in a... school physics teacher. Yeah, we, which is important later on. But we see him talking to the bank. And they were going to... Jimmy's showing me a picture of him. His lips are fake, dude. That's what I Googled. I Googled Tom Hardy lip fillers. That's the picture that came up. Yeah, he definitely has lip fillers. But um, Brendan is having... okay. He's having money issues, and they're talking about... he gave The only advice that they gave him was, you need to foreclose on your house. Foreclose and, or, foreclose or file bankruptcy. And, yeah, because they had to pay a bunch of hospital bills from when he used to be a professional MMA fighter... Mm-hmm. And he had a hospital bill when he got sent to the hospital because he got hurt. And, his, and then his, his daughter, daughter had, a, had a, a failed heart. <laughs> so they needed, they had a lot of expenses at that point and they had refinanced yeah. with the bank twice. So um, he went to a, a strip club in the parking lot. Parking lot of the titty club. It was literally called the titty club, wasn't it? The tender club. But oh, yeah, shoot. Much. Sorry. Well, we're when just the, saying. When he walks into the episode. class, well, when he walks into the classroom after <laughs> the kids. That, the kid's like, <laughs> My cousin was at the titty bar. He said, you beat the <laughs> shit out of some fool. <laughs> but yeah, he that, went that to is... the parking lot just to go get some extra money. And he won. And they ended oh, up I mean, filming him, right? He's a professional. Didn't they end up, Is that where no, they filmed? No, no, no. Oh, no, it's Tommy. Yeah, Tommy's, Tommy, Tommy got, got filmed, filmed in secret. The thing about Brendan is Brendan did fight in the UFC as his character. Yeah. Um, so when he goes to these smoker fights in the parking lots of titty bars... He's going to beat the shit out of those guys. Like, they might yeah. get one or two shots in, but he actually knows what he's doing. And I I will... This was only my second time. So, we talked about Vision Quest last episode, which I've seen that movie more times than I can even think about counting to. This is only my second time actually sitting down and watching Warrior all the way through. Fantastic movie. It's great. It's one of those... It's, like, disguised as a dude movie like I texted you earlier. But it's, like... Oh, I really deep. liked it. It is really, really deep, and there's a lot of emotion that's that's covered and everything. Like the, the main point of the story follows pretty much the Moby Dick storyline, 
That's pretty. That's basically what they're going for throughout the whole thing, and, and we'll get to that point. But let's get back to the. So, okay, so after they both had their first set of fights that we saw, Tommy was um, sought out by the the, guy the gym the owner, gym. Yep. and he came to his dad and was like, "I'm looking for Tommy," and he's like, "What the hell? Who are you and why?" And then for Brendan. He actually originally hid it from his wife and he got in trouble for it. He but then he was, he was just a bouncer at the titty bar. Yeah. So what had happened, let's start with Brendan. So with Brendan, um, the school found out about it because of his kids that not his kids, but like the kids he teaches yeah. and the whole school knew about it and they ended up suspending him until the next semester without pay. Yes. Which without pay. For a guy who's facing foreclosure and bankruptcy. Exactly. So he was in a, a pinch for money and decided, well, screw it. I'm just going to start fighting again. So he went to his... Was that his old trainer that he went to? Uh, it's his old friend that became a, a trainer. trainer. I think they fought together. And then okay. after they stopped fighting, he moved away from it. And then it's Frank Grillo who plays him. And Frank Grillo I know of because Brendan Schaub's podcast partner is like best friends with him. Brian Callen, who's also in this movie that we'll get to. But that's Frank Grillo's like the fourth kind of main actor. But at this point, nobody had ever seen him. He got famous from the Purge, like the recent Purge movies. Yeah. He's the badass in the recent um, Purge movies. I, I've only seen the first. Um, so, but so let's stick to just Brendan for yeah. now. Let's just go through his whole timeline up until the end fight. So Brendan, he started training with him, and then they were gonna train for the Sparta competition. And the he main was, dude that was going to compete, yeah, Frank got had hurt. A, Frank had like the number one middleweight contender in the world that was gonna go into this sparta tournament which is his leg. the grand prix that we were talking about funded by i can't jj something he's a former guy that was huge in mma and then the tap out guys which also yeah, fizzled out, out fizzled out really really hard because tap out used to be like the coolest thing that you could wear and now mm -hmm. it's only worn by douchebags on the jersey shore um, yeah so brendan is training with Frank. Frank is training this number one middleweight contender. As hurt. we see them go through this movie, best montages, I think that we can say, other than the Rocky movies that we've seen. I like those Rocky. montages got a shitload of stuff in, but they were also really entertaining to watch. Well, they were every single piece, though, was also important because they actually told the storyline. None of them, none of the montages were like just dumb time fillers. It was, they yeah. actually, it was important for you to watch. And you needed to pay attention to what was going on. Yeah. So as we see Brendan train, a big thing about Frank's training method, I'm going to call him Frank. I know that's not his name in the movie, but Frank Grillo's training method is he listens to classical music so that he can feel the music, remind you to stay calm because when you're in a fight in a high pressure, you're fighting another grown ass man in your underwear in a cage in front of 30,000 other people. Yeah. Stay calm. Yeah. If you can remember feel the classical the music. music, you can stay calm. Yeah. Uh, so we see him start to get better and better. At one point towards the end of the montage, Marcos is the guy that's going to be like the number one middleweight guy in the Spartan tournament. He gets injured. And when they when the fighter gets injured, you kind of got to have a next man up mentality. And Brendan sees this. He, we've gone through when he was about to foreclose on his house, he was given 90 days as his timeline. Oh, I forgot about that. You're right. We have now gone through... He said there was a week left before they were going to foreclose on the house. So 83 of those 90 days through the montage. And now with Marcos out, there's a spot open in the tournament. Frank knows the promoters. Frank can get him in the tournament. He convinces Frank to stick his neck out there for him. 
And we have Brendan Conlon. Uh, and by the way, when he fought in the UFC, it wasn't like he was George St. Pierre or John Jones. He was a middle-of-the-road fighter. That's why he stopped, because he was getting beat up more than he was winning. Brandon Conlon, the physics teacher, is now going to be fighting seven, or actually 15, of the other 16 top middleweights in the world. Yeah. So the importance... So, okay, so now at this point, we're basically heading to the um, to the competition, so now we're going to move on from Brendan back to Tommy. Um, the reason why it was important that Tommy got filmed was because once he started becoming famous, that film got out to some He went dude. YouTube viral. Yes, so to some dude in the army. Was it army? Marines. Oh, to the Marines. And a guy that he had saved uh, recognized him just off of the video. He like rips apart all of these film boxes, whatever, and he sees, watches the video, and he's like, that's him. And uh turns out Tommy actually went AWOL. He saved his squad that he was with at the time. Saved and... the squad of the guy who who recognized him. Yes. Because he went AWOL from his unit and knew oh, that he, he came was in upon initially. Them, yeah. And as he was going AWOL, he came upon them. That That's told to Nick Nolte. The, the main point of the movie is that Nick Nolte was a terrible father, was a drunk, was too hard on Tommy, who we're talking about now, and then was never interested in being that way with Brendan. And the fact that he was a drunk also goes with all those Irish stereotypes, beat his kids, beat his wife. The, the wife and Tommy left at a very early age and moved across country, and that's where Tommy joined the Marines. So the, the main point, like the, the thing that holds the story together, is the fact that Nick Nolte sucked as a father, and his two sons are very screwed up and in very bad situations, but in two opposite ways. Well, let's... Hold on. I want to talk about that. Part one of what I want to say is that um, the dad went to Brendan's house and he just sat there and waited for him and told him Tommy's back in town. First of all, he was trying to have a conversation with him, trying to get him, you know, to like ease up to him. And Brendan wasn't having any of it. And he was like, no, I told Obviously, you after everything that you've shit. pulled. Yeah. yeah, it never actually said what he did to them. But he just said, no, after what you pulled, you're never welcome back. You're not my father, blah, blah, blah. You can so, call, you can, you have phone, you have email, you have yeah. mail, that's it. So as his last resort, the dad was like, Tommy's back in town. And he actually was like, oh, my God, does he want to talk to me? Well, where is he? What's going on? And at this point, he didn't know that he was fighting and that he was going to fight him. So now we move on from that. And then we go back into um, Tommy beating the shit out of a professional MMA fighter in some podunk gym in, in Pittsburgh. So that's where we learn that Tommy is a certified badass and like one of the baddest dudes walking around. You don't want to get into a fight with this guy. Yeah. Oh. So now we're in, now let's start with the actual competition. They see each other there for the first time mm -hmm. in however many years. They make eye contact. By the way, Brendan is the older brother. Tommy's the, the youngest. Yes. So they make eye contact and he's kind of like looking at him, trying to have a conversation. And Tommy can, just leaves. You can tell that Tommy has something. Because at, at that point in the movie, we didn't know that Tommy had gone AWOL. Like, the yeah. entire time, Tommy just seems like he's looking over his shoulder, like somebody's looking for him. He's trying to stay low. And that is the perfect example, because... We didn't even know that his name was Conlon at this point. Yes. Until they other revealed... Than the, other than the fact that Nick Nolte was his dad, that was, like, the only way... If you were paying attention through the whole thing, that was the only way that you would have been able to know. But 
after his like first official fight in the Sparta competition is when the dude that he saved that recognized him made like a media statement and was like, this is my story. He saved me, blah, blah, blah. And they found out like, oh my God, this is Conlon. He's AWOL, blah, blah, blah. So it, it's kind of sad because if he would have never fought, he might've actually gotten away with it and never been found out. Mm-hmm. But so then, that kind of sucks. But then you got to talk about the reason why he's fighting. Because we know the reason why Brendan's fighting in the Sparta it's tournament. There's for his a, family. There is a $5 million purse for the winner of this two-day single elimination 16-man tournament. Yeah. Of the best 16 middleweight UFC MMA fighters in, in, in the world. Um, so why do you think Tommy's fighting? Well, Tommy is fighting for... His brother, the, the reason Tommy goes AWOL, which is revealed at the very end of the movie, is because his best friend in the Marine Corps, what he called his brother, because he doesn't consider Brendan his brother. Let's talk about this after, because I want to talk about that scene. He, The guy in the Marine Corps that he was closest with was killed during a friendly ambush in the Iraq War. And he was the only one that survived. He was the only one. And this this guy, Manny, is, is his brother's Marine's name. They're waving their flags trying to get them to stop. Manny's dead. Manny has a family, two kids. Yeah, and he stayed in contact with the wife He prom- Manny. It was so sad. There's obviously a promise that was made when they were in the Marine Corps. If one of them were to die, the other would then take over whatever responsibility yeah. is needed for that, that other person's family. So that's the, the kind of bond and the kind of reasoning and the force behind the badass... Tommy would be a, a badass fighter no matter what. That's he trained in the Marines. If you look at Tom Hardy during this movie, I've seen. I watched the. I got. I was a nerd about this movie again when I first saw it, and I watched his training videos of his of how he got in the physique and the shape that he was in for this movie, and it was incredible what he was able to do physically. But that mental drive that Tommy has, the fact that he's trying to win this five million dollar purse, and even as they're pointing out. He's going to be taken to military prison after the final, after he's done in the tournament because he went AWOL. Mm-hmm. If he wins, that $5 million is going All to Manny's to family. Yeah. So technically they're both fighting for family, mm-hmm. but his definition of family, which is why I wanted to talk about this scene, is they both go out on a walk on the beach and they ended up seeing each other. And they had basically, like, long story short, they had a back and forth on you're not family. And we find out that the reason why they got so separated from each other is because Brendan left their family Tommy. to go. Tommy. No, Brendan left the family to go be with his girlfriend. And Tommy got left with the mom who died. But Tommy and his mom left and Tommy and Brendan and his mom were all supposed to leave the dead. Yeah. And then Tom, or Brendan had Brendan Tess, mind. who was his wife in the movie, but his girlfriend at the time. And he stayed back. We also know that the reason Brendan stayed back to be with the dad was because now that Tommy was gone, are you finally going to give me the attention and train me the way that you trained him? Yeah. Um, So both of them are justified and both of them are in the wrong. Yeah, but Tommy just kept saying, Brendan was just upset because he's like, we're brothers. You're my brother. We're family. And Tommy just kept saying, you're not my family. Like, dad isn't even dad. He's just some old veteran that's just training me. He's nothing to me. You're nothing to me. My only brother is is dead. So You were in the Corps? I didn't realize you were in the Marine Corps. All my brothers are in the Marine Corps. I don't have any other brothers. Yeah. So after that, that's when we actually get into the legit fight. 
both of them they get through all of their rounds they win all of them and then we finally find out they actually announce it this is actually that's not his real name his real name is conlin and they're brothers and everyone's like oh my oh god, god. <laughs> how are they gonna do this yeah and uh it was kind of funny because the principal that suspended him and then watching every single match that he had and funny. all of the kids were watching at a drive-in movie theater i thought that was really neat that they had it at a drive-in movie theater and all of his kids came to support him wearing Mr. C shirts. But anyway, so let's get into like their actual battle. They, uh, well, I think it's worth mentioning. They got to the finals of the tournament in two completely different ways. Oh, I want to talk about the casino too. Tommy does not ever get touched. He runs through the tournament. Knockout. Knockout, knockout, knockout. And, and he just runs out of the yeah. arena. He doesn't even care. He's just no like, interviews, everyone's like, no why is he? Music. Yeah. They're like, why is he just leaving? Because he knows that he won. He just knocks him out and leaves. And uh, then Brendan walks Brendan out to classical yeah. music and yeah, almost dies every time. Gets the shit kicked out of him in every fight. Submits, Miraculously comes submits back. Submits the other guy at the end of the third round in every fight. Yeah. Um, so going into this, everybody's. Other than the fact that they're brothers, the main story is how is Brendan going to continue to do this and what is Tommy going to do? For yeah, it his... seemed like he was the underdog. He was, yes. 100, 100%. So before this fight, I forgot to mention this, I'm sorry, but right before the giant fight with his brother, they were in the casino and his dad comes down to talk to Tommy, who's just gambling, and he tries to have a heart with heart with him. And Tommy is, this scene made me cry. This is the first time that I cried because it was just so uncomfortable and just so like heart wrenching for me to watch. And also, I mean, I have father issues because I don't have a dad and just seeing the fact that he's trying so hard to be in his son's life and his son just like refuses to forgive him. Mm -hmm. It kind of struck a nerve for me because not the same issues. I didn't have an alcoholic father, but you do know my history with my father. So that scene for me, it was just, I would never throw a bucket of freaking quarters at my father and tell him, get out of here. And it was just so sad. Like, I'm starting to tear up because it was that sad. But seeing, like, you could tell he kind of regretted it because after he threw it at him and was gambling, he just turned around and watched his father. And his father's just, like, slowly walking away. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, well, how also, freaking sad. Also, Nolte falls off the wagon and gets shithouse After drunk, he yelled at him, though. So he caused him that. to relapse. And that's why Tommy then takes care of him and puts him to bed, puts his tapes away. And he was listening to Moby Dick. He wanted to talk about that. Well, I just, I think that the whole... Let's talk about that after we get through the rest of the movie because it's more, more of a, tearing up a now. main theme. That was so sad. I, I will say that there were a couple parts of the movie that I was getting a little choked up at. Just Every, that one scene was like, how could you say those things to your own father? I know he hurt you, but he's trying so hard to be a better person. He helped you through this whole entire point to get here, to get to where you are, to this Sparta fight, and you can't even at least give him the benefit of the doubt. Everything that's gone wrong in Tommy's life was it's because of his father. his father. His mom dying of cancer caused by his dad. Well, I obviously can't speak because I've never been in a situation. My dad isn't alive, so it would be a lot different if he was still here. I might be how Tommy was. I don't know. But it was just a really hard scene to watch. And, yeah, it was really sad. But, um, so, yeah, getting into the fight, we start uh, having... Um, 
where's my where's my notes hold on so tommy won the first fight he because he got an extra he got an extra punch in after brendan was already on the ground he just the first round yeah, yeah, sorry. After Brendan was already on the ground, after the round was already over, he went dunk and hit him, hit his head into the ground, and the wife little, was like, ah! "Might be a little bit bad blood there." Yeah, they that was just like, like a other. screw you for oh, was a big leaving finger. me. Yeah. yeah. So then you left me with mom. Pa. Yeah. So Tommy won the first round. Tommy won the second round too. Yes, Tommy also won the second, and then I put Brendan won the third. Do you and think he did? So Tommy or Brendan dislo- two, dislocated his freaking shoulder. In the first two rounds, the basic the gist of it is Tommy going out there and, and just pounding on Brendan. Yeah, and, and Brendan just had to survive. Brendan's yeah, <laughs> pretty much through the rest of the tournament, like, just like he did the rest of the tournament. Brendan's just surviving. As long as you don't tap out, and you're, then you're good. In the third round, Brendan gets the shit kicked out of him again for the last, and then the last minute, he finds Tommy in an omoplata, which snaps the tendons in your shoulder it is not a comfortable thing to have happen to you tommy is a psychotic monster at this point of the film and does not tap out yeah he like lost himself he loses he the ability to throw that arm now his his left arm is no longer usable in the fight and he is going to continue fighting on this part almost made me this is the part that i was choking up i was because As the older brother and as Brendan standing there, like, why are you still doing this? Like, yeah, like, I told you, tap out yeah, just five stop. times before I snapped your shoulder. I told you, let's stop this thing. Like, I'm going to tell, and he wants to tell the referee that, that he's hurt and he can't go on, but. Yeah, Brendan just kept trying to yell out to him, trying to like, Tommy, Tommy, we don't have to do this. Like, oh my God, it was so sad to watch. And you could just see in his face and Tommy's face, like. He wasn't there. He no. that it was not Tommy in, in that moment. He was just gone. And so yeah, basically he just freaking beat him up, got him onto the ground, and he just told him, Just just do it. Just tap out. Just do it. And so it took like a solid like five seconds. He and he finally like for a long time. He did not want to give up. And he finally just like lightly tapped his shoulder and the fight was over and he consoled him. He was trying to hold him. He didn't even care about winning. He was just holding his brother and was both, like, "Come on, yeah, come on, let's both go." Both of them walked back to the cage. Yeah, he helped him again. out. Yep. They uh and then it it, it ends in in that fashion. I would like to mention though the dad left and he came back. He came back to watch. Yeah. Well, the dad the dad Nolte wakes up after his little bit of a stupor and yeah. and comes back and and sees that. But it was that sweet fight. that he was mm-hmm. he was there. Well, I think obviously he knows he's the cause of this. Yeah, but at least he saw his son. Oh, that's kind of a neat thing. He tore his son's relationship apart, and then he saw them kind of link back together. Yeah, and it ends in a little bit of an ambiguous way to where we don't really... We know that the plan was for Tommy to go to military prison after the fight, and the cut to black is earlier than we we don't know what happened we don't know if brendan used the money to pay off his house the, the money that he owed to the bank we does don't he know have if, a job <laughs> if, yeah if he went back to teaching did he go back into fighting yeah we don't know um so i guess my question would be what do you think is going to happen with brendan like what do you think happened to brendan and tommy after the movie ended in a perfect world, I wish that they would just work on their relationship and everything would be okay. And like you said, you would hope that they make a deal. I'll let you make your own statement. But that's in a perfect world. Realistically, for who the characters are, 
I think Tommy would end up going to prison. Hopefully he did get a deal and could get out or something or just do a few years. But I do think that this would be the start of everyone trying to fix their relationships. I do think that Brendan will never be close with his dad because Tommy had the most time with his dad, not Brendan. So I think that Brendan might not be in his dad's life, but I do think that Tommy and his dad might actually reconnect. Yeah, I think the way I saw it, they would have had to probably, they probably would have made a deal with Tommy because he got so popular so fast. And even as he was leaving the arena, everybody was chanting Tommy, Tommy. Yeah. Um, and I think my. He might have won if his shoulder wasn't screwed. Well, he did get himself caught in a Noma Plata. That's. Uh, uh, I don't a, know your fancy language. Here nor there. That's uh, Portuguese, by the way, because the. Jiu-jitsu, jiu-jitsu. Speak to me like I'm a five-year-old. Jiu-jitsu was made by the Brazilians, and the Brazilians spoke Portuguese. Put him in a chokehold. There you go. Break his arm. Tap out. That's all I know. Tap out. I don't know your fancy Tap words. Out. <laughs> um, what do you think would happen? I I think that he the main thing I want to have happen is that he and Brendan build their relationship so that they're actually actually brothers again. That yeah. was the worst part of watching the movie for me is seeing the pain on Brendan's face as he's continuing on with this fight. He just wants his brother back. Yes, that's all all he wanted. Well, you're a big family man too, so I can understand why it would hurt in, you in more because you have brothers. In his mind, maybe Brendan also stayed because if he stayed, he didn't think that the dad would go after them. Maybe yeah. he was trying to take the bullets and he's going to go ahead and sacrifice himself to have to live with a drunk and deal with whatever was going on in the house while Tommy and his mom get to run and escape. Yeah. He didn't know that they were running to nothing. He didn't know that they were going to end up being poor and broke and his mom was going to end up having cancer. Yeah. So I do sympathize with Brendan. I do wish Tom Hardy would have won just because I like Tom Hardy. Agreed. But... But I think it for the characters, I think it was better this way. Because if Tommy would have won, he would have just been a, screw you, I'm better than you. That's what you get for leaving me. Mm-hmm. I feel like this way, because he lost, he was able to just be like, damn, okay, I'm humbled. <laughs> yeah, there was more that came out of it when he lost. Than yeah, I think it had to have happened that way. If he would have won. So on an overall scale. Ten. Ten? I cried twice. There you go. Warriors, it's on Netflix, so if you have a Netflix account, which I think 98% of humanity does at this point, or you share somebody else's account. Hey. Um, no, you I'm not get, even saying... I'm, I'm, I you know, guys have my Paramount now. I've worked with so many people who are like three X's behind on their Netflix login. They're just like, man, I hope she doesn't remember that I'm on this thing. Well, I'm using your profile, so if we ever happen to break up, then you don't have to take me off. <laughs> Well, you will on uh, HBO Max. I have my own profile. Yeah. But I would also like to mention, which you haven't said anything about this, but Sunday, no, Monday is our seven-month anniversary. Mm Mm-hmm. Seven months. Just in case you forgot. I didn't forget. Seven months. It's in my phone. Seven months. That's a long time. I feel like it was literally like... It's also President's Day. A month ago that I met you and ignored you for forever. It's crazy how time flies, I guess. Imagine if you would have had that month with me. Well, that's a story for another time. I guess so. We're wrapping things up here on the Are We All Right podcast, episode four. 
Uh, be sure to follow us on our social medias at AWARpod. We're on most podcasting platforms now. I think there's only like three more that we're waiting to get put on to. So follow us on those platforms also. New episodes every Friday, 11 a.m. out in standard time. We have a Gmail. Send in topics, discussions, questions. Uh, are we all right pod at gmail.com. Uh, and as always, we hope you enjoyed listening. Thank you very much for tuning in. I love you. I love you too. Are we all right? Maybe. Maybe.